Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's your host, Heidi Fang, here, and I'm joined with a good friend of mine, Eddie Borsilli. You know him on Sirius XM NFL Radio. You can also catch his podcast, Yards Per Attend. Eddie, glad to have you back on here again, and welcome to the show. Heidi, it's always a pleasure to be on. Happy holidays to all your listeners out there. We sit here again, 2021. What is it? The 10th, almost the 10th day of December and Raiders have the same record we could do. It's like Groundhog Day every single year. Seems to be the same old story around 500. So I don't know, a lot to talk about, but excited to be on with you, Heidi, as always. Yeah, we're going to we're going to try to see what the Raiders do up here in Kansas City, change up the monotony a little bit, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe put some W's up there that can keep their playoff hopes alive. And before we start breaking that down, I want to remind everybody that we are brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today and get a bonus of up to $100 when you sign up. And we're also presented to you by TickPick from Blue Wire. And again, Eddie, is on from the Yards Per Attempt podcast. You can catch that on RaidersBeat.com. And he's also an executive producer over at SiriusXM. We love the analysis that you bring to the show, Eddie. And I love I love that I'm being getting you on here multiple times in the year because I, I just uh, so much insight that you have as a lifelong Raider fan who in the past 20 years has seen one playoff season. So <laughs> Why are you going to uh, drive the knife in, Heidi? Why are you going to drive the yeah, knife in? Come I'm on. just wondering how high your hopes might be for this year. The possibility, um, the probability. Yeah, I, I could say as people that follow me on Twitter or people that know me that listen to me on this podcast, on my podcast, on this or whatever former content you want to listen to, I, I, I tend to be a little more optimistic than most. I want to see the, the bright end, even though this team hasn't really given the fan base a lot to look forward to over the past 20, 25 years. But you know, every kind of year we go into the same thing, right? We're, we're right there. We get a couple pieces and the team looks like it's going to take the next step. And every time I feel like they take the next step, I feel like it's just three steps back. Um, obviously, this season has been a little bit more difficult with the Gruden resignation and the terrible rug situation. So it's it's not like the past three years where the Raiders have kind of gone into the tank. There's been other mitigating circumstances around it outside the team that they couldn't really you know, foresee coming that kind of punched them in the face. But I thought the team would show a little resiliency. I really did. I thought they would show some resiliency after they beat the Philadelphia Eagles, after they beat, put those two wins together versus the Eagles and Broncos. I really thought they were going to kind of take the next step. And then the three straight losses, then they suck you right back in with the win over the Cowboys. Everybody's all pumped up. Everybody saw them on Thanksgiving. And then they lay down and lose to the Washington football team at home. So it's hard to sit here and say, Heidi, you know, between between us, it's hard to sit here and say that this is going to be a playoff team, especially in a year 
like this one in the AFC that every single team seems to be set nine wins, seven wins, eight wins, seven wins. I mean, everyone's so jumbled in the middle. It's going to come down to the tiebreak situation. It'll be hard for the Raiders unless they go on a, a three game win streak or such to, to crack this playoffs. And we're going to be sitting on the outside looking in, in like we always do. Yeah, and it's not uh, completely out of the question for that to happen. I mean, stranger things have happened, especially in the NFL. I mean, you know, you go back in Raiders history and they're the first team as a wild card team to go in and win a Super Bowl. So it's a possibility. It's a probability. There's always that to hold on to unless they, you know, unfortunate happens and they lose in Kansas City. But it's about it's about on Seneca, but it's about getting hot, right? It's about getting hot at the right times. You don't always have to be the best team. Last year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were sitting there at seven and five. Everyone's like, oh, this is not the year. And all of a sudden they go on this magical run in the playoffs and, and come away with the Lombardi trophy. The Raiders haven't been able to show you over the past four to five years that they can go on a sustained run of success. It's been Three wins here, you know, one win here, two wins here, one win here. They haven't put together those win streaks of five, six, seven games where they kind of really put it together. It's been since 2016 that they've really gone on that t- those type of runs to really separate themselves. So that's where it kind of they kind of get stuck in the mud. They just never able to kind of get out of their own way. And why you see them have so many highs and just so many of the lowest of lows because they 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 show you that they're capable of hanging with some of the best teams in the AFC, but then they just fall right down to earth. And they're like, well, where, where was that team from a couple of weeks ago? The sustained success has never been there. This, this Raider team over the past three years. Yeah. And if you could, Eddie, just put your finger on what it is that's causing that. What would you say the main problem is that is causing that disconnect that isn't allowing for this team to be consistent? Look, I'm not in there in the locker room, Heidi. Obviously you're out there. You got a little more uh, beat on the pulse of this team and the fan base and all that kind of stuff. But Josh Jacobs talked about it after the loss to Washington. He said, this team lacked juice. They lo- they lacked juice. And what does that mean? Like uh, uh, People could take that in a bunch of different kind of ways, right? You could say, all right, maybe they're not pumped up for the game. Maybe they come out a little flat. To me, this team lacks the killer instinct. This team lacks that thing that they need to, you know, come out with, when maybe they have a lead or maybe they're they're trailing and go for it. They don't have that step on the throat killer instinct. And I don't know if it comes from everybody wanted to put that on John Gruden. Now, John Gruden's too conservative. He doesn't go for it on fourth downs. And this team still doesn't go for it on fourth downs. It drives me crazy. They settle for field goals all the time. And yes, I understand you want points in the National Football League. They're very important. Daniel Carlson is a very good kicker. But you don't have that risk. You don't have that that juice. You know when they had it, Heidi? The last time they had it was last year in Kansas City. When they went there, they opened up the offense and they basically stepped on the Chiefs' throat. Josh Jacobs was running the ball late. I mean, they made plays on defense. You saw that 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 was the complete team effort from this team. Even though they gave up 30 points on defense, it was a different mindset. I think this team lacks that type of of juice, if Josh Jacobs is going to say it right, that killer instinct. Those guys, I talked about on my podcast last week, those guys on both sides of the ball, that just say enough's enough. We're going to change the game right here. We're going to make a play and get off the field on defense, or we're going to score on offense. We're going to jam it down their throats. So we're going to go for it on fourth down and take a risk and see if it comes out on top. I just, I think it's a little bit of the coaching staff and you get, it's a little carryover from Gruden and, and the guys being a little complacent at times. And I think they don't have an, enough guys in the locker room that could just say, Hey guys, enough's enough. Let's change the way. Let's, let's go out there and take what's ours. I just don't think they have those guys in the locker room. And that's not, 
a like uh, something negative about Derek Carr, but it's going to fall on Derek Carr's shoulders because he's the quarterback. He's the quarterback to say, look at Lamar Jackson, Heidi, uh, in that game with John Harbaugh, when John Harbaugh wanted to kick or come off the field and Lamar's like, nah, man, we, we got this. We're going for it. You want a quarterback like that. You want a leader like that. That's going to come out there and say, guys, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do in offense. And they're not going to stop us. You need that type of alpha on both sides of the ball. Max Crosby has it on defense a little bit. Carr could have it at times, but I just don't think it is there consistently for this team to be successful. Well said. And, you know, Eddie, like you brought up your podcast there and something I wanted to touch on that I know you did in your podcast is the coaching situation looking ahead and uh, thinking about somebody that could be a good fit for this team 2022. What are your thoughts on that? It's hard, Heidi. It really is because you don't know we still have five weeks left in this season. You could sit out there. So look at the coaching cycle. Look how it is. Look at a guy like take Joe Brady, for instance, last year, Joe Brady was the best thing since sliced bread. Someone couldn't wait to hire Joe Brady. He's going to be the next Sean McVay. Everybody's looking at, I said on the podcast, everyone's looking for that next Sean McVay. They want that guy that's going to come in there, change the way the team thinks, change the way the team acts and has the sustained success. It's hard. It's a roll of the dice. Someone could have hired Joe Brady as their head coach last year. Look at him. He, he lasted, what, 12 games for the Carolina Panthers, and now he's fired and he's out of a job. So it's kind of like those flash in the pan things. Do you want to take a risk on a guy, a younger guy like that? That's the new kind of norm in the NFL. That's why the Raiders got so much criticism when they hired John Gruden, because they're like, oh, everyone's going after these young coaches, and the Raiders went after an old retread type coach. I think this team needs a different type of mindset. And I don't know where that comes from, Heidi. I don't know. I, I don't know if that comes from, you know, a younger guy like a Kellen Moore in Dallas or someone like that. Are they ready to be leaders on the football team? Are they ready to come in for a young football team and be leaders? Are you going to go back to, to the retread? Are you going to go and shoot and shoot your shot for one of the big time head coaches? What's going to happen with Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh? And ben, if Ben Roethlisberger retires and those guys out, what happens with Pete Carroll in Seattle if that falls out? Sean Payton's always the wild card. Do you? risk it and go for one of those guys that have proven in the NFL to be really successful head coaches or go back and just do the wild card thing. Hey, we're going to hope we're going to land that next stud coach to Brandon Staley's to Sean McVay's. I don't really have a huge list. I know Eric Bieniemy is going to get some opportunities and, and definitely is worthy of some interviews. Guy like Kellen Moore, like I mentioned, Joe Brady would have been on that list six weeks ago until he got fired by Carolina. Right. There's going to be other guys that emerge from this group whether it would be offense or defense, I personally think that the Raiders should target someone that's had some head coach experience in the National Football League that can come in here, that's shown that he can get a job that, that could be that kind of leader, but has the newer attitude where it's not it's stuck in the mud. I want to be 1980s coach. It's got to be someone that's had this success in the National Football League, but comes with that new mindset in, in, the, in the game in 2021. I almost wonder if you just don't go and interview Gus Bradley for that job. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> this kind of yeah. I mean, Gus talking. is Gus, yeah. Gus has done a good job. I mean, he really has. He had success with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and 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 see, he might come out and, and impress. But Gus Bradley, here's the problem too. And I, I kind of wanted to get in, and I'll, I'll get your you know your thoughts on this as well. Sure. It was on my mind, and it's kind of burnt the burning question. If you hire a Gus Bradley. Is he going to say, okay, you, I'll be the head coach, but we're going to keep Greg Olson and Derek Carr. I think they're all tied together, right? I think that when Mark Davis interviews for GMs, because I don't think Mike Mayock's going to be the GM next year moving forward, to be honest. When you're making those decisions to hire GMs and head coaches, the question is going to come up. Okay, what do you think about our roster? Okay, great. What do you think about our quarterback? 
there's going to be candidates that come in and say, I want Derek Carr as our quarterback. So if Gus Bradley says he might want to say, I like Greg Olson, let's keep Derek, Derek Carr and Greg Olson in here. And maybe again in 2022, the Raiders are suspending the Wales. Or there could be a head coach candidate that comes and says, no, I like Derek Carr. He's a good quarterback, but we need to go in this direction. We need to draft the guy. We need to trade for player X. We need to get Russell, whatever the case may be. There could be coaches out there that come in and wow Mark Davis that say that I don't think Derek Carr is the answer. So that's all tied together in his head coaching search. I know from people that I talk to that at times Mark Davis gets disenfranchised with Derek Carr a little bit. And that's not to say that he doesn't appreciate him. His career is rated. He's done a lot, but there could be a guy that comes in here and wows Mark Davis that says, I think the future of the Raiders is not Derek Carr and it's someone else. And you're kind of blowing up the whole staff and going in a new direction. So I think it's all tied together. I think if you keep a guy like Gus Bradley in 2022, you probably see Greg Olson back with Derek Carr as the quarterback of the Raiders. But there's a, the wild card possibility of someone coming from the outside and saying, I want my guy. I want this guy in the draft. I want this. I want that. And that's not part of the equation. So I think they're all kind of tied together for 2022. There's a lot of big questions, Heidi, moving forward. Tons of them. And we're going to get into a few more of those. Some of the immediate questions coming up here as the Raiders prepare to face Kansas City in Arrowhead this Sunday. It's Heidi Fang here with Eddie Borsoli, Sirius XM NFL Radio, as well as the Yards Per Attempt podcast on RaidersBeat.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on Takeaways Edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Raiders football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. Welcome back to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's Heidi Fang, and I'm joined with my good friend, Eddie Borsilli. He is the man over at Sirius XM NFL Radio, producing all of those shows, executive producer. In fact, let me not mess up that title because you earned that. Get it, get it right, Heidi. Blood, get it right. sweat, tears earned, <laughs> stamped approved yeah. uh, Eddie Borsalin again on the yards per attempt podcast. And we were just talking about the future of the Raiders. And I said, I wanted to touch on some of the things coming up here as the Raiders prepare to face Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead, something that last year they were able to do very well and pull off a W in doing Eddie. How do you see them being able to do that yet again in Arrowhead? What are the keys? The keys are honestly, Heidi. And we, we talked about it earlier this morning on, on radio Nation radio. I mean, the key is the offense has to show up. The real Raider offense has to show up. The stats are out there for everybody. Everybody, it's been jammed down everybody's throat. Raiders six and zero when Carfoot throws to three hundred. Zero and six when he doesn't. 
this offense, I, I think the game plan in, in the year for 2021 for the Raiders, we've seen the defense come and be a lot better than the years past. They're a lot more sounder. They get into the quarterback. They're playing better football. They're not the best defense in the league. But again, we said, and that's why this drives you crazy, Heidi, right? Because everyone said in the offseason, okay, the Raiders don't need the 85 Bears. They need a middle-of-the-road defense, and this team will be great. Well, guess what? They have a middle-of-the-road defense, and the team is still spinning its wheels. So it's frustrating in that sense. So the keys, what, what are you going to do in Arrowhead? You know the Chiefs are really hard to beat in Arrowhead. The Chiefs defense is playing exceptionally well. You could thank the Raiders for that one because the Chiefs defense was playing not great. They came into Vegas and they totally shut them down. And since then, it's been a top five defense in the National Football League. So yeah. to me, it's the same thing as, as always. This team has to score points. They're going to have to score over 30 points. Hopefully Darren Waller plays in this game. You have to get Josh Jacobs involved. I want to see more run, more play action. I want to see more shots down the field like always, but just let's not come out there and try to establish to run. Let's come out there and, and, and try to throw the ball down the field and try to beat Patrick Mahomes at his own game. But same thing. There's going to have to be plays on both sides of the ball. There's going to be have to look at last year's game. Henry Ruggs early in the game, breaking down the field for that long touchdown, kind of set the tone for the game. Later on, the defense steps up big with the Jeff Heath interception. Sooner or later, Heidi, someone's going to have to make a play. Max Crosby's going to have to sack Patrick Mahomes, take the ball away. Someone's going to have to have a timely interception in the secondary. I mean, it's just those are the type of things that swing it in the National Football League. You know the Chiefs are going to score points. We're not going to go into Arrowhead Stadium and, and hold the Chiefs to 15 points like we did, or 17 points like they did the Washington football team. So I think getting back to what they do well, play action, taking shots deep, Playing fundamental defense is the best chance they have versus Kansas City. It's not going to be an easy task. It's really not because the Chiefs are really hitting their stride right now. Here's something that came up. You mentioned you were on Raider Nation Radio, another thing that I co-host as well uh, in the morning and the tailgate show with Clay Baker. And I wanted to bring this up because somebody did ask a question for you, and I promised that I would ask them on this show. So <laughs> Silver and Black Panther asked because on that show, we were talking about if Trayvon Merrig had intercepted the football at the end of the game against um, just last week and the football team that would we be having a different conversation about what do we do with Derek Carr or, you know, does the defense need to step up? And now he asks, I agree with Eddie on other players making plays, but Carr, Jacobs, DJX and coaches need to lead the way. Who would you demand to make more of a play in front of them? Would it be Derek Carr or Trayvon Merrick? And then he adds all in all coaching is more suspect than any other phase for the Raiders. I agree. I agree with the latter part. I agree with the coaching part of it. Coach, look, just take a look at what the Patriots did on Monday Night Football versus the Buffalo Bills. Now, Bill Belichick is obviously the greatest coach probably that we'll ever see in our lifetime. No one's going to take that away from him. But look at the importance of coaching. Heidi, they threw the ball three freaking times in the game. They ran the ball 46 times and they beat the Bills on the road. I mean, just, that speaks to they speaks vol volumes to the preparedness of the team and to the coaching. And I'm not saying the Raiders, you know, nobody has Bill Belichick and I'm not trying to compare the two, but everybody wants to put this on Derek. Everybody wants to put this on Derek, demanding that Derek has, you know, the, the, the greatest of games and that he's perfect every single time. Aaron Rodgers, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not one of these guys. He's never going to be one of those guys to, to ask him to be that on a consistent basis is just not fair. He's just not that type of guy. So when I say that other guys have to make plays, look, football's a team game. 
Derek can go out there. He had a decent game versus Washington. There's a couple throws that he missed. Fine. He can't go out there and be expected to throw for 300 yards every single game or else his team loses. That's just not winning football. So asking your second round pick Trayvon Merrick in his, in his what 13th game in the national Mm -hmm. football league to make an easy interception. The ball hit him right in the hands, pick the ball off. The game is over. And we're having a little bit of a different conversation because Heidi, then it breaks the streak. Then Derek didn't throw for 300 yards and the team won. So maybe it's in their head a little bit. Okay. Listen, we could win different ways. We don't have to win when the offense goes nuts. It's a, it's a total team effort here. Card deserves a lot of the blame. Really? He really does. He, he deserves a lot of the blame for some of the, some of the games that he's had some of the games he's come out and just laid a total egg. So yeah, he deserves some of the blame and he needs to step up when he, when he's asked, but some of the players, some of these first round picks and second round picks, these guys got to make plays. They got to make plays when it, when it matters or else this team is going nowhere. What do you draft these guys? If they're just going to be pieces, if they're just going to sit there and watch the quarterback go out there and throw and throw and throw and throw and hope that he has a really good game. That's not winning football and the coaching staff, you could blame it all you want on the coaching staff. They have an interim head coach right now. It's a, it's a difficult situation. Head coach left. Maybe they weren't prepared enough, but John Gruden had these guys prepared. He had them in the right mindset. So I, I look, the, I wish there was a perfect answer. I think you have to expect it from everybody on this football team. You have to expect that you have guys that you drafted to put in position, to make plays when it matters to make plays, just like you, you expect your quarterback to go out there and play like he's capable of playing. So I think it's, it's a total team thing. And I'm not saying this, this is, this is not me trying to like cop out here because I'm not defending Derek Carr. I'm bashing Derek Carr. He needs to step up when it matters, but other guys need to, and the coaching staff as well, because the coaching staff cannot be complacent. This team is not good enough for them to be complacent. Mm, well said, Eddie. And to that note, you know, like you're saying about Derek Carr, is it Mariota time? A lot of people seem to be trying to rally around getting Marcus Mariota in the field. Other people say, no, you got to go with Derek Carr. He's your best chance to win these football games. But is there something to putting Mariota on the field? I mean, he's been paid a two year, $18 million contract thereabouts. You know, So it's is it time to at least involve him a little bit more? Maybe let him throw the football around. What do you think about that idea? Yeah. And this is, this is the kind of conundrum too. There is no, let me say this loud for all you listeners out there. There is absolutely no way barring something crazy happening that an interim head coach and Rich Passaccia is benching Derek Carr. It's never going to happen. It's not going to happen the last five games of the season, unless Carr goes out there and throws six picks in the first half versus Kansas city. Like it's not going to happen. Like he doesn't have that type of cachet in the organization. If Gruden was still here and he wanted to bench Carr for Mariota, fine. That's his decision. He, he got paid a lot of money to do that. But Rich Passaccia is not benching Derek Carr. Do I wish that Marcus Mariota saw more of the field? Yeah, there's times when he should see more of the field. Maybe it's for a series. Maybe he comes and he gets hot for a series and leads them down to a touchdown. But I still stand by it that I think Derek Carr gives this team the best chance to win in 2021. He really does. Mar- Mariota has his packages, but we've seen what Marcus Mariota was when he was with the Tennessee Titans. Could he come back and have a, a second ever career like he did with Ryan, like Ryan Tannehill did with Tennessee Titans? Sure, he can. I don't think you're going to get to see that with the Raiders. I honestly don't. I think it's car for the rest of the season when Mariota sprinkled in, but I'll say this, Heidi, it's like any other relationship. It's like a head coach that, that lasts too long in the national Football League. The clock is ticking on car and the Raiders. And it's not just on the Raiders end for them to say it's time to move on. I think it's on the car end too, because after a while, just two sides, it's just time to move on, right? Like after a while you had some success, you had some failure And it's just going to be like it's going to be the rest of the time. And you have to just move on. Like you have to just pull the Band-Aid off. 
that that time might be coming. I, it, it may be coming. And I'm, I'm not saying it's for Marcus Mariota. I'm not sitting and say, let Derek Carr go and sign Mariota to this big deal. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's time to look in the draft for another quarterback. I think it's time to look at the Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers situations to give this team some juice. It's going to come to a head, I think, this offseason where either do the Raiders still want Derek Carr? Does new coach and GM want Derek Carr? Does Derek Carr still want to be the Raider quarterback? After a while, the losing and the same old, same old gets tired, Heidi. It really does. It's just like any other relationship. After a while, you're just like, what are we doing here? I'm wasting my time. So I think the situation's kind of coming to a head where the team and the organization have to figure out, is he the guy that we build around and bring another GM in here and, and put more pieces around like they have been? Or does Carr say, you know what? I want to look elsewhere. I want to go somewhere else. Let's, let's just have a, a clean break and go our separate ways. Because I think three straight years of eight and eight middle of the pack. This is almost worse than being a three and 13 team. I need to be honest for the fan base, because it shows you how good they could be. He shows you how good it could be. And then it comes and, and crashes back down to earth. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a, a coming to a head moment this off season for everybody. But to your point, I think Mariota needs to see a little bit more of the field. Would I be mad if he got a series or two versus Kansas city to see if he could spark it? No, I wouldn't, but I, I just think Derek Carr gives the Raiders the best chance to win. And then you talk about Derek Carr and maybe needing that clean break. Well, and it also brought up Aaron Rodgers' name, but it's interesting that Derek Carr has been rallying around the name of Devontae Adams. Now, if Devontae Adams, you know, available at the end of the year and then Aaron Rodgers is looked at by the Raiders, would it be, you know, crazy to assume that De- Devontae Adams couldn't end up wearing silver and black in 2022? I, I I tweeted this out. I mean, look, we're all we're all fans of this organization. We're what we've all seen what what they done in the draft in the past probably 20 years. I'm over the I'm I'm basically over them making first round picks. To be honest, it really hasn't worked out in in their favor. And if you have a chance, the Green Bay Packers aren't going to let Devontae Adams just walk out the door without getting anything from him. That would be bad business on their part. But if Aaron Rodgers goes somewhere else, say he, you know, let's let's not put this evil on us, but goes to the Denver Broncos or maybe goes to New Orleans Saints or something like that. Devontae Adams is probably not going to want to stay with Jordan Love. So maybe he flexes his muscle a little bit, says, all right, you franchise me, but I want to be traded. Raiders need to go all in. They need to go all in. If you if they come to the conclusion with the new coaching staff, whoever it is, that Derek Carr is the future of this team, you go all in, give two first-round picks for Devontae Adams, pay him his money. They'll have tons of cap space. You got the Vegas money coming in and change the franchise. You can't keep going out there and taking these first-round picks and taking shots on guys and it's not panning out. It sets the franchise back decades. Miss first-round picks and miss second-round picks set these teams back decades. And the Raiders are just not good enough to overcome that. If you put a guy, now you threw it out there, Heidi. I don't know if you were kind of speculating. Wouldn't it be wild if Aaron Rodgers and Devontae come and Carr leaves? Imagine yeah. Devontae <laughs> coming to, to Vegas and Rodgers and Rodgers and Devontae come and Carr's on his way out. That would be that would be wild. Look, yeah. I know I, I know Carr, I know Carr loves the franchise. I know he wants to be rated quarterback for life, but Look what the Tampa Bay Bucks did. Tampa Bay Bucks were spinning their wheels with Jameis Winston, throwing 30 picks in a season. They shot their shot. They went out and got the best of all time, Tom Brady, and they have a Super Bowl title. I'm not saying that if you went out and got Aaron Rodgers, that happens, but you have to take a chance. You can't be stuck in the middle anymore. It's maddening to the fan base. It's maddening to the players. It's just a, a crappy way to go about business. You need to either be on both sides. You need the total rebuild and do it right from the start, or you need to take a chance and say, all right, we have decent players. We need that one lightning bolt that's going to put us over the top. 
Love that, Eddie. Great stuff as always, but uh, I'm up against the wall here. Practice is about to start and I got to run myself out to check on some linebackers. There's some situations happening there and Will yes. Compton's back. Will Compton's back. <laughs> the, Twitter, the Twitter God, Will Compton. Welcome back to Renation. That's probably not a good sign for some of the Raider linebackers, so keep an eye out for that. But Will uh, Compton is back. We're in number 57. Yeah, which is weird. I, I'm used to seeing him with the 5-1 out there, but you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, Eddie, tell everybody where they can find you on social as well as what you got coming up with your shows and all. Yep. You can find me on Twitter at Borsilli, B as in boy, O-R-S-I-L-L-I. Uh, like I said, Sirius XM NFL Radio Channel 88, Moving the Chains with Jim and Pat. We have tons of great shows on there, My so guys. go check it out. Yes. You, you, Heidi's a longtime fan of, of Akron and Jim Miller and uh, Yards Per Attempt. You can find it at Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast. So Yards Per Attempt is the podcast. Go check it out. Eddie, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join me. As always, I always appreciate having you on and uh, we'll we'll hope to do it again, maybe at the end of the season, maybe right before things start ramping up for uh, the off season, get the takes on everything that, you know, could or could not happen with this team as the uh, pictures come a little bit clearer to us. So again, thank you so much for the time. No problem, Heidi. It's always a pleasure. You do a great job and keep up the good work. Thank you, Eddie. Again, that's Eddie Borsilli. You can find him on Twitter at Borsilli and on that Yards Per Attempt podcast on ReadersBeat.com. And again, executive producer at Sirius XM Radio. So everybody, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this show. You can find us on all types of uh, websites and everything that hosts the podcast and as well as on VegasNation.com and keep up with all of our Raiders news in print as well with the Review Journal. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. I'll be back next week. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.